This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's a simple fact that any long-running TV series will have characters that feel like they weren't given the treatment they deserve. And Doctor Who is no exception. After all, some characters might be there to further the plot in one specific way before being tossed aside when their usefulness expires. Other characters might be retired due to production issues, while some may just be written poorly, failing to meet their true potential during their time on the show. Whatever the case, Doctor Who contains countless characters who fall into these categories. With that in mind, I'm Ellie with Who Culture, and this is 10 Most Underused Doctor Who Characters. Number 10. Kate Stewart It's rare to meet a character who's instantly likeable, but unit boss Kate Stewart ticks that box from her debut appearance in Series 7's The Power of Three. From there, she popped up a few more times alongside the 11th and 12th Doctors before seemingly signing off with Series 9's The Zygon Inversion. This entry goes hand in hand with the way Unit has been treated in the modern era of the show because overall this element of the Hooniverse has been woefully underserved. The Power of Three showed great promise by reintroducing Kate's unit as a more science-led organisation, but this angle was slowly stripped away until the gun-totting goons took centre stage in that aforementioned Zygon story. And then Unit was completely shut down by Chris Chibnall just so he could make a lame joke about Brexit. Misjudged doesn't even begin to cover it. To put it simply, Unit and Kate deserve better. A character as intelligent and engaging as she is warrants way more respect, especially when you consider that she's the daughter of one of the most important characters in Doctor Who history. Fortunately though, there is hope. The reason we've put Kate in 10th place is because of her most recent return in Survivors of the Flux, so we might be able to forgive some of our complaints. Number 9. The Meddling Monk For a show with such a heavy emphasis on time travel, it's shocking that so few villains actually meddle with time in their evil plans. Sure, there are the Weeping Angels, whose primary goal is to feast on that delicious time energy. And foes like the Master have used time to their advantage on certain occasions, but for the most part, Doctor Who villains are just trying to destroy the city, world or universe, which isn't all that creative or engaging as a plot point. Enter the meddling monk, an underused character who could easily mix things up in this regard. First appearing in the 1965 serial The Time Meddler, 
His whole shtick is that he loves to interfere with the natural course of history. In this story, he's attempting to prevent William the Conqueror from winning the Battle of Hastings. The possibilities are both tantalising and limitless when you utilise a villain who can create all manner of fascinating alternate histories. But despite his potential, the meddling monk has barely been seen in the last 56 years of Who. Number 8. The General. The General first appeared in The Day of the Doctor, and then regenerated in Hellbent, teeing them up for future appearances. But they haven't been seen since. Tough as nails yet respectable, this is that rare Time Lord who actually gives the species a good name. And seeing as the Time Lords are basically out and out villains these days, that's something we want to see more of. There's also the fact that the Doctor shocked the General the last time they met, so bringing the two characters back together and exploring the friction between them is a story idea that's begging to be delved into. All that aside, it's the Time Lord military which the General leads that feels like the most criminally underexplored opportunity here. We've seen the Time Lords as bureaucrats, but we've rarely seen them as soldiers. And when you consider the angle of the Doctor, who strongly opposes conflict, facing Time Lords whose sole purpose is to fight and kill, it's bizarre that this hasn't been utilised before. Plus, just think of all the awesome time-based weapons these soldiers could wield and how they could be portrayed on screen. Number 7. Brian Williams Brian Williams was a delightful addition to the Pond's final act, first showing up in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship as an unwitting member of the 11th Doctor's gang. Brilliant though Brian was, we simply didn't get to see enough of him. He appeared so late on in the game that it felt like he was only just getting going when his tenure was cut off. And even worse, his run wasn't even finished properly, with his final appearance, a scene called PS, not even being filmed. Plus, it's actually pretty weird that we don't learn anything about Rory's family until his final few episodes. We don't even see them at his wedding. It's unrealistic to say that we should have introduced Brian way back in series 5. Number 6. The Trickster Talk about underused, this character has literally never been used in Doctor Who. Debuting in series 1 of the Sarah Jane Adventures, the Trickster never made the jump to the main show. And despite returning in series 2 and series 3, he hasn't been exploited anywhere near as much as he should have been. Like the meddling monk, the Trickster is another devious entity who enjoys disrupting time, albeit on a far more devastating level. By altering certain events, he can turn entire planets into wastelands. But the biggest notch on his resume is that he's the only Hooniverse villain to successfully kill the Doctor, as seen when a member of his Trickster's Brigade, a huge slimy beetle-like creature, latched onto Donna Noble and screwed up her timeline. That proved that the Trickster is among the most powerful beings in the universe, and yet his surface has barely been scratched. This is a character who's strong enough and interesting enough to serve as a villain for an entire series, creating timeline distortions and parallel worlds galore, forcing the Doctor to clear up the mess. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Number 5. Derek Jacobi's Master Derek Jacobi's turn as the master was brilliant. Despite only playing the iconic villain for a few minutes, he gobbled the roll up, chewed it heartily and spat it right in our faces. And it's largely because of him that Utopia ranks so highly with Who fans. Considering how bang per buck he gave us, it may seem a little entitled to complain that we didn't get enough of him, but that's exactly what we're going to do. Now yes, the story that Russell T Davies concocted for his grand reintroduction of the Master demanded that the character regenerate into a younger, more sprightly body. But even with that in mind, you could argue two things. One, that it was a waste to use Jacoby as this warm-up master, and two, that RTD could have easily stretched Jacoby's role into The Sound of Drums, an episode that desperately needed a bit more plot to fill out its runtime. That said, the role and Jacoby's performance were terrific as is. So our main gripe here is that we simply wanted to see more of this great character. What happened between the TV film and New Who? How did he end up spearheading the Utopia project? What other adventures did he get up to? Big Finish have filled in some of these gaps, but fans of the TV show have been left in the cold. Number 4. Chameleon Though Dan Lewis is an entertaining companion, it feels like Doctor Who has done all it possibly can with contemporary human companions. Russell T Davies and Stephen Moffat concocted some really interesting arcs for companions like River, Donna, Martha and Amy, but the 13th Doctor's fam has been a complete and utter bust, with these characters doing little more than asking copious questions and standing around with nothing to do. In other words, it's time to switch things up in the companion department. Which brings us to Chameleon. First introduced in the underrated 5th Doctor serial The King's Demons, this odd robot psychic was dropped a short while later, largely because the prop was so difficult to work with. But with modern technology able to alleviate those production issues, a version of Chameleon could be brought back quite easily. The idea of a shape-changing android opens up countless story possibilities, 
and furthermore, the dynamic itself would be inherently interesting. Think about the back and forths between the 11th Doctor and Handles in the time of the Doctor, with the Doctor's fizzing, bubbling mind clashing with that cold and calculated robot. It would seem totally fresh in this modern era. And again, we're eager to see a companion who isn't a contemporary human. So sign us up for a chameleon comeback. Number 3. The Paternoster Gang An unlikely trio consisting of the Sontaran Strax, the Silurian Vastra and the human Jenny, the Paternoster Gang were a regular fixture during Matt Smith's years and last appeared in Peter Capaldi's episode Deep Breath. More than just bog-standard supporting characters, they were present for some incredibly important events in the Doctor's life, from the kidnapping of Melody Pond at Demon's Run, to battling the Great Intelligence at the Doctor's grave on Trenzalore, to the very first moments of the Twelfth Doctor's tenure. With all this in mind, they're among the closest friends the Doctor has ever had, while also being beloved fan-favourite characters to boot. So the fact that they've been gathering dust for over seven years is downright bizarre. As well as another potential solution to the whole contemporary human companion problem, there's also so much we don't know about the Doctor's history with each individual member of the gang. We're given hints to how they met, but the opportunity is there to go back and see these stories firsthand. And ultimately, it wouldn't be difficult at all to do a present-day Paternoster story. Simply set an episode in Victorian London and boom, there you have it. Number 2. The Lone Cyberman One of the best things about the Chibnall era is the way he has reimagined classic villains such as the Daleks, the Cybermen and the Sontarans, with the MVP of that particular bunch being Ashad, aka the Lone Cyberman. Ashad might be the best thing to come out of the Chibnall era full stop, but we'd be lying if we didn't say we were a little frustrated with the way he was handled in his later appearances. After an incredible debut in The Haunting of Villa Diodati, one that was thematically rich, genuinely scary and just plain badass, Ashad was reduced to a more bog-standard Cyberman role in Ascension of the Cybermen and the Timeless Children, spouting so many eye-rolling evil monologues that it felt like he was seconds away from growing a moustache and twirling it. Thankfully though, the makeup, costume design, chilling voice and intimidating physicality prevented the character from completely falling apart. Had he been portrayed with that Villadiadati depth in his final two episodes, Ashad would have been an all-time great Who villain. As it stands though, his potential was squandered, and he could have definitely been used much more effectively. Number 1. The Eighth Doctor On lists like these, there's one character who always warrants first place over any other, and that is... Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor. Every other main Doctor has at least one full series under their belt. Most have three, while Tom Baker got seven. And many of them return for anniversary specials, ranging from the Three Doctors to the Day of the Doctor. But McGann, he got a 90-minute TV movie and a short minisode. His lack of screen time is criminal. Sure, the circumstances surrounding his brief tenure were unique and unlike any other Doctor in history, but it's almost unfair that he hasn't been given the opportunity to flex his Doctor with a proper small screen run. What truly makes McGann underused though, is that he still looks the part. He is the only surviving classic Doctor who could still get away with playing the role, but at the age of 62, his youthful appearance will be fading fast. Hopefully, Russell T Davies will be wheeling him out for the 60th 
anniversary because it'll probably be the last chance McGann has at playing the role. He may be a big Finnish legend, but the Eighth Doctor still deserves some on-screen love. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.